let's talk wellness now. And uh, we talk about what's truly behind your stress and how do you find flow. Nikki Robotham is joining us. So here's a bit of background. 70% of us spend most of our days in a state of stress with our nervous systems in a state of fight, flight or freeze. Modern day stress has become pervasive in all aspects of our lives through constant pressure, the weight of perceived expectations and the drive to be always on. Many live with an energy and nervous system that feels like a tightly clenched fist rather than an easeful, gently unfurling hand. So Nikki Robertson believes that health whispers until one day it screams and she says we shouldn't wait for the scream. So what is truly behind your stress and does stress impact your energy hormones and nervous system she's here to give us uh, some tips and she's written a book called seven steps to finding flow nikki good morning to you and thank you so much for joining us this morning morning thank you so much for having me so let's talk then what is truly behind our stress let's start there <laughs> and it's, it is a very big topic but i think yeah. For me, especially at the moment over the last 18 months, a lot of people have become far more conscious around really the story they're telling themselves about their stress and whether or not it actually serves you in your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Hansel, you said that it's not our reaction to stress um, that's the problem. Um, well, it's not stress that's the problem, but rather our reaction to stress. Our thoughts, our day-to-day sort of, you know, you know, engagements, really everything embeds itself and really generates a stress response within our bodies. Even just the anticipation of a stressor, sitting in traffic, getting an email, um, all of those things start that cascade within our bodies that kicks off our stress hormones, sends a signal to our autonomic nervous system, which really is the greatest wisdom running through our bodies, but it triggers us into that fight or flight state. And when you take the fact that most of us spend 70% of our days in stress, really sort of glorifying busyness. 70% is such a big percentage. Sure. Sorry to disturb there. Yeah, go on. No, but it it really is a big percent. But when you think about how many people start their days from that first moment of getting that coffee, rushing here, rushing there, all of that keeps us locked in to that state of fight or flight within our nervous systems keeping our bodies flushed with those stress hormones. And for me, that's what really keeps us shackled in what I call that invisible straight jacket of stress. It really keeps us locked in with tension in our bodies. And that really has a knock-on impact around how our energy comes through and how our bodies and our, our relationships and how we live our life then really starts to, to take a cue from that. Um, and that's where we really are sitting in that space that that keeps us locked in. And a study done in the States saw that 90%, and this is before the pandemic hit, 90% of people's health conditions have their root cause in a stressed out state. And that really is the way to live our lives. No, absolutely not. And uh, I think yeah. when we talk COVID, then would COVID be a trigger and not necessarily what's behind our stress? So COVID absolutely would be it. It's that anxiety. It's that 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 thought process that starts to kick off around stress, whether or not it be trying to juggle kids at school while you've got online meetings, 
now going back into the office, it's all of those thoughts and those stories that we tell ourselves about our stress. I often say to people, you've got to start to question that story you're telling yourself about your stress and ask yourself if it still serves you. Mm. I know personally, I thought it was serving me to be able to deliver at work, to do more, to be more, but I actually then realized that it wasn't serving me. Since I've been able to to heal and move my body out of um, what we refer to as a state of freeze, which is really locked into that state of fight or flight, I've actually been able to deliver more and more effectively. And I'm also not impacting everyone else around me with this stressed out leaky energy that landed on everyone else around me. And that's the thing, there is the effects of the people around you. We'll uh, go on talking about that in just a bit. We need to take a short break. Nikki Robotham joins us, uh, author of Seven Steps to Finding Flow. We're discussing what's truly behind your stress. Stay with us. This is SAFM. Hashtag SAFM Sound Awake. Talking to Nikki Robotham about what's truly behind your stress and how do you find a flow. Nikki, let's talk about how stress impacts your energy, your hormones and your nervous system. You speak of it takes you into the state of fight, flight or freeze mode. But what actually happens in this invisible straitjacket of stress? So if you think about before we, we evolved as humans, a stress trigger would have been, for example, running away from a wild animal. Mm. And when that used to happen, you would, your body would be flooded with adrenaline immediately, which then triggers glucose into your, your sort of legs and arms to be able to run away and evade that danger. Um, and long-term stress then brings on the stress hormone of cortisol. And that all then signals to your autonomic nervous system that it's time to get into that fight or flight state, which is what coordinates that response. And if we live our state flushed with those 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 chemicals um, basically what it does is it starts to put on hold most of our other bodily processes an a vogel study done in the united states found that when we've normalized a constant state of stress it puts everything else on hold other than immediate survival so for example digestion takes a back seat. Potentially reproduction takes a back seat. And so if we're living in that runaway from danger state the whole time, we're constantly seeing everything as something that we have to evade. And we're reacting to everything from that perspective. So therefore, we almost live our days where stress is happening to us up close and personal. And I find, and I used to do this, and it's, it's a constant journey to get this right, where I really sort of red line through my day, thinking that my energy had to be a straight upward line that I literally almost like had my foot flat on the accelerator during my day, running from one thing to the next. Mm. And I literally did run from one thing to the next. But that really isn't easeful. And it doesn't create these sort of pauses for potency within our days that allow us to rest and recover and actually to bring our best energy, our best selves to everything that we're doing. So I always say to people, we should really treat our energy like that normal sound wave where we have those micro breaks during the day to be able to reset between meetings or between tasks, take those few deep breaths, come to things you know, we've really cleared our minds, cleared our energy so that we can actually show up as our best selves. 
And we also need to be doing that at the end of our day, putting a full stop at the end of our day, and then also really using those weekends and those holidays properly to really come back far more resilient. Leave the kids behind when you go on the holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, especially with the work from home scenario, I think Mm. there's a lot of people that are really needing to to think about that differently. Um, And not to say they love their kids any less. It's just really around how do we put ourselves at the top of our to-do list so we can come back and show up as our best selves for everyone in our lives. So how do we move then our nervous system into the state of flow? You mentioned a few things there. You said, let's use those feelings as sound waves. Let's take a few deep breaths at the beginning and at the end of our day and put a full stop at the end of the day. Are these the practical steps? Um, well, I've actually broken them into those are those are minor tools within my seven steps to finding flow, mm-hmm. um, because I was actually able to heal and reverse all of the health issues that I had. Um, I was en route for, you know, an autoimmune disease and potentially hospitalization in the state that I was in. Mm. But I was able to reverse um, those health issues in under six months, a journey that takes most people two to three years. Um, And so I put together all of the the sort of techniques and tools that I use into my seven steps, which is really number one is release, releasing your nervous system back into that state of flow. And there's so many tools. I used um, TRE or tension or trauma release exercises, but there can be tapping, meditation. There's so many under that. Um, tuning in, really starting to listen to your body. Mm. This, it's, it's sending you those signals, those whispers of the things that you need, whether or not it's more, more sleep, better nutrition. Our body's sending those intuitive signals to us. We then, number three, need to connect back in so that we can really start to trust that intuition that's coming through to us, getting grounded and connected to the earth. I always advocate getting time out in nature um, with your feet in the grass or the the soil to just really connect back into the earth. It's got an incredible healing impact on our bodies, lightening the load. That really helps our liver process all of those stress hormones that are flooding into our bodies. And this was a big piece of the work that I had to do. And I'm not even a heavy drinker. A lot of people always assume that your liver is loaded when you're drinking, but it's everything in, on, and around our bodies. Obviously, rest and regenerate, which is around sleep. A pause for potency, as I've mentioned, those those specific ones around micro breaks, a full stop at the end of your day, and really using your weekends and your holidays to create some rest and some joy. We all need a bit more joy in our lives at the moment. Um, And then obviously, number seven is finding your flow and putting together a flow plan that works for you, because I think we need to throw away that notion of perfection. And we really need to figure out what works for us as individuals. There's no cookie cutter approach to how you look at stress in your life. So I put together flow plan templates, which are freely available on my website at NikkiRobotham.com. And people can download them. It's got lots of these tips and tools from that perspective. And whether you're dipping your toe in the shallow end or diving all in to, to heal and really work with your stress, there's options for people that actually don't really hit your budget at all. Many of them are things that, that we can do in our everyday lives. All right. Thank you so much. So at Nikki Robotham, uh, it's www.nikkirobotham.com, the website. And then your social yeah. media handles? It's at Nikki Robotham. Okay, straightforward there. You know, you don't have those crazy ones like uh, at Favoured Us. So when people don't know who the hell is that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do have a journal range called it's, it's inspired change, but I tend to try and keep them simple. Um, yeah. we, we definitely don't need more complexity in our lives right now. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Happy Wednesday again. Likewise. Thanks, Asanda. It's been a pleasure. All right, Nikki Robotham, author of Seven Steps to Finding Flow. So she's at NikkiRobotham.com and uh, her surname spelled R-O-W-B-O-T-H-A-M and then social media is at Nikki Robotham.